If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Stephen Crothy. This shit ain't nothing to me, man. Gulping sea monkeys by the gallon, my tummy feel crazy. Sound familiar, Steve? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Sounds a little bit familiar, does it? A little bit. We might have to holler at somebody about some, some bit infringement. Uh-huh, bit infringement and... Listen... I know it's not a Hallmark Christmas movie, but fucking Final Fantasy 16 was one of the best games of last year, so maybe you call down there, Mr. Root Man. <laughs> All right? I'm Halls Burkhardt, by the way. You know, I, I was like, oh, it's not even an axe to grind. He had to know I was going to give him some shit about that. But the other thing is, is like, he sits across the virtual table from fucking smoke from Mortal Kombat every week. And I'm just going to let him handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, an avowed Final Fantasy stand. Uh, yeah, Brian. man. Yeah. <laughs> smoke from Mortal Kombat. So I'm telling you, man, I just, I'll just let nature take its course, circle of life and whatnot, you know? <laughs> Shit ain't nothing to me, man. This shit ain't nothing to me, man. I'm going to choke him out with a pair of Givenchy gloves. The last thing he'll see is the price tag. As it fades in the black, I'll let the archangels take him. <laughs> I study Dracula flow. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's a way of life. It might be the only thing I, I come anywhere close to listening to as much as Tool is Dracula flow. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So, buddy. You came in with a heater of a concept that I just feel like is going to be fun to fuck around with, you know? Same. And that is the idea of video game Mount Rushmore's, right? So, like, you know, obviously there's Mount Rushmore that's got the dude from Hamilton and the man with wooden teeth and yep. a fucking that, racist with a mustache. And some dude who's on the dollar bill. Yeah, the, the guy quarter. who... That guy who uh, was the president during the Civil War and also fought vampires. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yep, yeah, that's so right. We're gonna we're gonna take that concept and apply it to video game, video gaming, different genres, different concepts, bits. We're just gonna kind of let it go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? See what happens. Yeah. My thoughts are: we each just take turns, like nominating like a category to do it with. Right. Right. Just Perfect. like go flow, Dracula flow, if you will. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we will accomplish that. So, you know what? I think we have a couple of emails that we need to. Let's go. Awesome. We need Love to email us. Yeah, man. We'll hear from Florian and HK47. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Let's see. We didn't do this last time because when we recorded an. Um... <laughs> okay, hold up. Now, so I have got a little bit of <laughs> um... <laughs> a bit of a postscript. 
Yeah, a little bit of a postscript about one of these voicemails. So you know what? Just because um, just because we have a few to catch up on, we won't do a Florian this. Because Florian is evergreen, as they right. call it, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a voicemail dated 9-25-2023. Okay? From our buddy Neil. Now... I was on Twitter the other day, and Neil was like, hey, I sent you guys a voicemail back in September, uh, and you guys never played it. And I was like, I I know for a fact I haven't seen a voicemail from Neil. Because I check, right? And then I was looking and searching. I was like, it's not in there. He sent it to the wrong email address. Long story <laughs> short. So at least I don't feel like an asshole. I'm not saying Neil's an asshole because he sent yeah, it. The- no. I'm just saying I don't feel like an asshole because I... <laughs> Overlook Neil. I was. uh, I breathed. I said, uh, (laughs) "Let's hear from Neil." What's up, Paz and Steve? It's Neil giving you a call from Chicago. Uh, Wanted to talk to you today about two topics. Um, One uh, is that Starfield is amazing. Um, Paz, I know you've been playing it, Steve. I hope you've had a chance to pick it up um, and uh, mess around with it. Um, but that game is just endlessly entertaining, especially when it comes to storytelling. Um, the storytelling in that is so good, and the way it is interwoven with random events uh, that happen in the game is really cool. Um, I think one of the best ones I had was uh, I took an ad to... It sounds like Neil is in a starship. I just want to say, you hear that? It's it sounds like a plane going overhead or something, but it sounds like his ass is breaking the fucking. He's in the windy city, man. We gotta. He's probably oh, like walking right. outside, you know. Yeah, that's right. It it's a twister. <laughs> Neil should just wear one of those, you know, those wing suits, those oh, flying yeah. squirrel short suits. That's how he gets to work every day. He just step, steps outside, and go Main Street. <laughs> to become just a basic level corporate employee for a known known corporation within the galaxy. Uh, I followed that quest line all the way to the completion where I basically have a seat on the board at this point. Um, and then just yesterday, I was randomly just traversing different planets, doing some you know surveying, uh, doing a couple minor side quests. And I ran into a ship that was hailing me for help. So I docked and I went in. And it was two agents who worked for the same corporation. And they were trying to uh, finish an argument between themselves on whether they should disable a sentient AI that was on the ship that they were on, that they were hailing from, or uh, if they should let it go. And because I was on the board, I was able to pull rank and tell them to just leave. Uh, they didn't actually have a ship, so I ended up having to drop them off at corporate headquarters. But I was basically able to override everything they wanted to do because I had finished that quest line previously. Can and you I was pause that for a second, Hoss? Yeah, so, yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just wanted to go ahead and say I have not played this game, but um, I would have shot both of them in the head. And kept, just wanted to put that out there. That's how I would have handled that situation. You can, you can. They call it. that emergent gameplay, Steve. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Still haven't finished it yet, but it has been great so far. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was um, kind of like uh, paralysis of choice in gaming. Um, this is something new that I've actually experienced um, within the last like six months. I would say. Um, I feel like there are things that just come out so often now that I want to play, um, that I want to have some investment in, and that I have purchased to play, <laughs> that it has almost gotten to a point on some days where, like, I, I just don't know what, what to work on, um, you know, and that's not including... You know, things like Fortnite or Call of Duty. Sorry, Haas, I know you hate Call of Duty, but... Well, okay, um, hold up. So I can free up some of your schedule real quick, buddy, but we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, things like that that I also want to play, and sometimes I just end up, you know, popping on YouTube and watching someone else play something instead. Um, like, what, what what do you guys do in those situations? Have, has it lasted a really long time in some cases? And, like, what did it take to get out of that funk? Um, hope you guys are doing well and have a great rest of the day. 
man. Oh, this is. Let me just say that this is a fantastic question. It is a fantastic question because, boy, have I been in that situation. <laughs> we both, we yeah, both a lot. know all about this, and we well, talk wanna, about it with each other too. We like, do. I don't yeah. know. All right, I'm gonna let you start. I'm just um, gonna flip so, around, and turn my sauce down. And I'll be right back. All right. Yep. Steve's got that special sauce <laughs> cooking on the <laughs> stove, baby. Um. So. The first thing I would say, Neil, is there's a real easy way for you to get a little extra gaming time uh, every week so that you have a little more time to mess around with, uh, you know, your backlog. Uh, and that's cut out Call of Duty. Just just cut that right out, throw it in the trash, and then, you know. The, how, how many hours a week do you think you play Call of Duty, Neil? That could be spent playing something good. <laughs> fucking with it. I came back right in time. Um, so, <laughs> you know, in a weird way, in 2020, when our sort of little gaming group reformed during the pandemic, that really helped as far as... So if it's, if it's the weekend, I kind of know ahead of time what we're going to play. There might be a question mark here or there, but like, you know, this weekend, Tekken. Right, we this is the first time we really had time to play Tekken with Jeff, and that was great. Um, (laughs) Getting our ass beat. Can I stop? Can I put the skirt? So the first night we go to play Tekken, me and Jeff play. I play Steve first, and then it's me and Jeff, and Jeff comes in with his character customized to look like Tifa, and that's just I like. Listen, I've sat idly by while he stole Cammy from me. And took her to heights unseen in my hands, by the way. <laughs> He's nearly to master. Right. And He's then, but then this, this, jeez, that's dirty. <laughs> that's dirty pool, Jeff. But he did inspire you to get in there and start making your own stuff, oh. which you, you have. We, we can talk about that, too. Yeah. So the the thing that Tekken does that none of the other games we've played so far does really well is letting you customize characters and not like your avatar you can customize every fighter in the game you can buy different clothes and accessories with them for them and so like you know with the uproar about having tifa in the game almost immediately people started posting customizations of characters looking like tifa and then um jeff is a fucking master at it by the way like he made an alpha nod from Final Fantasy 14 that took my breath away. Um but it's really fun and you can make a lot of stupid shit. Jeff's way better at it than I have, but I have made buff George Lucas and Haley Williams from Paramore and Power everything else Power, kind of, power, power is great. Yeah, power yeah. from that might be my best one. Power from Chainsaw Man. Asuka from the fourth Evangelion rebuild movie and mm-hmm. Tifa. That's that's the ones I've made so far, and they're good. Jeff has had Jeff has some good ones, some bangers. A Phoenix Wright that looked just like Phoenix Wright. Uh, uh, the the Uncle hottest Roger apparently. Oh, I didn't even get to see Uncle Roger because I was oh, making. Okay. Yeah, Uncle Roger was good. Who did he have Law dressed up as the other day that looked really good? Who was I can't Law dressed Might up? Might have been as... Bruce Lee. But he well, already is Bruce Lee. Yeah. He also had um why can't had, the the hot lady from Resident Evil that I like so much. Oh Ada Wong. Ada oh, Wong yeah. was spot on. That was my favorite one. Honestly. John Wick. Like, he had a so John nice. Wick one that John, was sick. John Wick, yep. Man. He had a Hulk Hogan. I didn't see King that one. He dressed up as Hulk Hogan. Yeah, what a renegade. <laughs> <laughs> go, go fuck your fin- friend's wife and drop the n-word hulkster <laughs> sounds familiar hey, hey, listen listen man i just want to say you're being a little too rock and roll right now you know i i'm sorry steve i am pretty fucking rock and roll you know what i mean <laughs> keep that shit in check i'm trying you know i'm so rock and roll it's tough though you know what i mean yeah um it is it's a lifestyle man it is, and and it's tough to maintain sometimes. That was Steve legitimately pounding the desk in excitement right there. <laughs> I'm rock and roll like that, Steve, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, big ups to Tekken for that. Now, 
Steve, buddy, what do you do when you get choice paralysis? It is tough. So I really have to try to be honest with myself about what I want to spend my time doing. And that inevitably leads to me just sitting on the couch, staring at the TV, staring at the game library that I have, you know, and it's tough. It really is. Sometimes I just think about genre. You know, like what genre do I want to play? And then kind of narrow it down from there. Okay, can I stop you for a second? I have that. That's also my, the way my mind grapes work where I'm like, Mm -hmm. so what type of game do I want to play? And every time my brain goes Japanese RPG. (laughs) Every time, Steve, every single time. It's the Kermit meme where Uh one of them has the dark hood over. Like, you want to play a JRPG again. That's. Yeah, and so then I'm like, well, which one do I want to play? Do I want to restart a Final Fantasy again for the fucking eighth time? Do I want to play some franchise I've never played and then be like, oh, no wonder I'm not into this one. (laughs) Yeah, and then it gets to be like, okay, do I am I looking for like some kind of new experience or Mm -hmm. do I want to go back to that warm blanket of something that I know I love? You know, and there's nothing wrong with either. Like, you know me, I've played through... um, Sekiro 15 million times the man almost the man almost beat the game while he was staying at my house for the dudes weekend and just in little (laughs) small bursts I would come into the living room and this man would just be mowing through people like his ass was John Wick (laughs) he'd be like hey you want to see this cool I'm gonna stab this big snake in the eye (laughs) the snake thinks it's rock and roll watch this yep he ain't (laughs) bang bang (laughs) <laughs> yeah man so you know it really is a thing though it even gets me to where like i'll start playing a game and my brain will be like ah, eh, eh. oh yeah and you, then i'll oh, like quit buddy I'll quit the game you're but you're like maybe it's the one that bums me out sometimes is like i'll be like okay so i've got all my shit taken care of I can just play video games for a really long time today if I want. Long time for me, you know? It's not like I get those long, super extended video game session times anymore. But I'll be like, oh, I'm staying up till like 4 in the morning. And I'll devote most of that evening to a game that's like not doing it. So like an hour or two in, I'm like, oh, I've fucking wasted my time. Now what do I do? (laughs) I know that feeling so bad. Uh, It's the worst, you know? Yeah. You you feel betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. It's really tough. I mean, that that choice paralysis is so real with with all the choices we have now. Like when I think about the first game system I ever owned, I you know, my parents bought me the Nintendo with four games and four games at that time felt like a million. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah, these were games with like paper thin gameplay. Oh, yeah. One, but somehow I probably elements. have like 500 hours in punch out. You know what I mean? Oh, fuck yeah. That's what I'm saying. I would, I played 1943 for probably like 50 to 75 hours, you know? Yeah. That freaking aircraft little. My dad D. loved that game. Oh, man. It was fun. Yeah. That style of game was a real thing back then. Oh, yeah. And it still is. The, like those shoot 'em ups are, are still popular. It's just a, a game type that I cannot grasp. I'm not. I don't have those skills like our buddy Alan, right? Like, like he a, plays a lot of those. It's like an OG bullet hell. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know, like, um, and there's a lot of them that are really popular too. Like, um, I can't even think of them cause I'm bad at them. And I'm like, well, that's not for me. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Fantasy you know, zone slaps though. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Honestly, <laughs> the best way I've found to come to a, a winner in choice paralysis is to get legitimately excited about playing something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll like, hype myself up before. Hype time. Yeah. Exactly. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Look at that art, you know, and be like, Oh yeah. Fucking cyberpunk. You know, they, yeah. it's, it's on this big update. And mm-hmm. I've been wanting to go back to that and the, the expansion. And, but I, I, next on, thing I knew I was spending a hundred hours in that game. The neck, the, the inverse of it, like the best feeling in the damn gaming world is when you're like, okay, I want to play something. You figure it out quick and it hits hard. Like when I finally sat down and decided to restart like a dragon, Yakuza seven and saw it through to the end that, that was nice. Cause that took up a chunk of time too. It's an investment. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, man, we we spend a lot of these games, especially if they have RPG in the title, are going to push you north of 70 Mm -hmm. uh, plus hours, you know? Yeah, I'm probably looking at like 200 plus hours between uh, Infinite Wealth and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's, I'm not going to be done until maybe like the fall or some shit (laughs) with Infinite Wealth, because no offense to that game, it's going to take a back burner when Final Fantasy comes out, because I'm not going to be done with it in of course 25 not, no. days. Did you decide that, that you're going to focus on it? I, I You've mean, kind of been in denial about it for the last couple of times. I can't stop, though. I can't. <laughs> like, the other night, I was like, you know what? You know what it was? Is I was bummed when everybody left on Monday, and I was sitting around, and I was going, this sucks. All yeah. my friends are gone. I was like, wait a second. There's a group of friends in Yokohama I could hang out with and see what they've been up to. A fresh new adventure that and is getting great reviews. I dove in, and it is motherfucking spectacular so far. Buddy. What I hear. I'm, in, I'm only in Chapter 3. I'm about 10 hours in. So, you know, that makes sense. You're at least maybe a tenth of the way through what you're, you're going to spend on it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And I just got to where the sort of map in Hawaii opens up where you can, you know, go to all the different places. So mm-hmm. I landed in Hawaii and they're like, oh, by the way, Kiryu's in your party pretty quick. And I was like, oh, this fucking slaps. Let's oh, go, they baby. Fuck around. They gave him to you pretty quick. That's like fucking. And, and all I need is Steve or, or Majima to show up. And then it'll be like I'm hanging out with Steve, Will, and Nick again. <laughs> Kasuga, Kiryu, and Majima. Mm-hmm. Steve's Majima. Of course. Nick is Kasuga. <laughs> and Will is Kiryu. Oh, yeah. and early on in the game, there is a, a party member you have that's in a wheelchair. Okay. And it's pretty he, fucking sick. Does he have any cool attacks? He's a support character. He buffs you and shit. And he so ha- he's like a bard. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Okay. And it's so it's a new character, too. So no, because there's also a wheelchair guy in the in seven. See, they're <laughs> making sure everybody gets represented. Yeah, man. And I'll tell you, the mini games slap like they're brand new. You know what I mean? Obviously, karaoke is very similar to what it's been. But there's a um, it's kind of like a uh, take on Pokemon Snap. You know, the the game where you would take pictures of Pokemon when they pop out. But you're riding around on a trolley taking pictures of perverts. So so you can file police reports on perverts that are harassing people in Hawaii. That's what I expected you to say. Sorry, you got me. Awesome, dude. It's awesome. There's also a dating app uh, minigame that's pretty funny. Um, And that one gets a little spicy. We heard you playing that last night. You kept getting like bummer texts. Dude, uh, uh, Nick was like, now, I got to say, this is a very fun game to watch. I don't know that I'd play it, but it's fun to watch. Can I say uh, happiness is going to jump into the Discord with y'all and seeing that Nick is already in there? Oh, dude, you know what's funny <laughs> is, so I'm hanging out and boop, boop, and I'm like, Ohio, go uh, say I must, because I yeah. thought it was you. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you're normally the first one in there with me. Yep. And then Will goes, hello, hello. And I was like, oh, shit, what's up, Will? And he's like, I'm downloading Tekken. And then we're hanging out and talking, and then boop, boop. And I'm like, oh, Ohio, Ohio goes, I Moss. And he goes, wait, are you guys actually recording? Because it was just me and Will. And I was like, nah, buddy. <laughs> it was Nick. Oh, man, what if y'all were? Oh, dude, and Nick just was a special guest question. on Blue Harvest. I, I might, would make him stay for the whole show. I might ask him to do that or, or somebody to do that soon when we're recording just because I want that to happen. Just pop now people in. will know that we planned it, but damn it, that's so funny. Nah, you know what we do is we just <laughs> wait a little bit. You know, half the time these people got their earphone, their their little Beats by Dre in their ears, yep. and they're like, yada 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 yaka. So okay, shut up, Halls. Get to the right. fucking point of the episode. Oh, um, so hey, you know how you and me have always been big Destiny guys, and we still play Destiny. Yeah, man, I am so excited that I'm so fucking it, it ready finally for that. fucking paid off. The fact that I love Destiny with love all my so heart, much. and I Isn't haven't stopped good? playing it since two came out, and yeah. now they're adding Mass Effect stuff to it. 
finally god yes it's like yes we're yeah man being rewarded for our long-term service yeah man so if anybody wants to run crota some raid (laughs) Uh, you want to do a raid dude i saw that story about destiny getting mass effect cosmetics and the first it's the first thing i saw when i woke up that morning like when i was sleepies in my eyes taking luna out to go potty i was like let's check the what what is up with games we love getting crossovers with games we don't well, and I don't even have anything against Apex, but like, right, fucking either. put it's the Final game. Fantasy shit in Fortnite, please. That's the one I play. <laughs> yeah, man. Or Dark Tide, you know. That'd be nice. Final Fantasy Seven DLC and Dark Tide. Yeah, like imagine if that happened. I would. There's no way you couldn't convince me I lived in a simu- simulation. <laughs> <laughs> if I lived in a simulation, I'd hope I'd be able to say that word better on the first try. Mm. Um, so you know what? We do have a couple of other, well, hold on. This one this one might be important. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Oh my god, okay. This is important, it's time sensitive. Uh, Hey Halls and Steve, thanks you guys for making making such a great podcast. I'm sure it's not easy, but it's very appreciated. It's honestly pretty easy. Halls, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII for the first time since it originally came out, and I need some advice, so I'm coming to the expert. I'm at Mount Nebel on Disc 1, and I've got all these characters and a shit ton of materia, and I want to make sure that I'm keeping the materia at a reasonable level so that I'm not underpowered as I progress through the game. So I find myself constantly switching between characters to keep their experience up, but then having to unequip the materia and re-equip it to the new set of characters, which is getting kind of annoying. And I'm also at a point where I have way more materia than I have slots for whichever three characters I'm using. Should I just set up each character with certain materia and just leave it that way? Will the materia level keep pace with the game difficulty if I do that? Um, any particular material that is especially good to keep at a high level in case the version of the game matters, I'm playing it on the original game on PS one. That's fucking dedication. My dude. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. That's um, what's up. on a separate topic, Steve, a while back, you mentioned something about your dad and online conspiracies the- theories. <laughs> is that a real thing? Or was that just a random joke? If it's a real thing, I'm going to need a new weekly spinoff podcast from you guys devoted solely to that talk. Mm-mm, keep it clean, Brian. Shoot. Let me let me address that really quick, and then I'm going to let you tackle that Final Fantasy question while I grab um, something to drink. So, uh, <laughs> my dad, yes, that is not that was not a throwaway mm-hmm. line. He is definitely deep into some shit, and I really don't want to talk about a lot of it. Yeah, because it's kind of a sore spot with me. Um, you but know, it, may, it does make for a good joke. You good joke about stuff that's again. fucked up, yeah. right? It makes yeah. you feel a little better. But let's just say I don't want to give the shit that he has gotten into the light of day because it deserves to just fucking never exist. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Now, I remember when I first moved to Birmingham, John and Lauren let me borrow a book that your dad let them borrow. David it, Icke? <laughs> it was about lizard people. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I was like, whoa! Um, yeah, man. That was, that was, that was early on. Mm-hmm. conspiracy theory stuff yeah before yeah. like back in the day when you'd be like hmm these people think the fucking dudes from that star trek episode live in the ground beneath us that's kind of neat <laughs> and then they were you're, you're like, a few little years later you're like oh that's cool it's all nazis <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah uh yeah like i will say that flat earth has been a thing oh that, no that's kind of benign enough that we can all like point and laugh so that you know that's uh that's pretty funny flat earth that one is goofy i love i love my dad but yeah he has too much time on his hands these wait days. does he think that the earth is flat steve um yeah probably he probably still rolls with that oh, he gotcha. can kind of like he can kind of leave stuff in the past you know it doesn't okay. happen often but 
basically if the majority of people think one thing he's gonna go the other way i got gotcha. kind of deal you know he's kind of a renegade yeah yeah that is real <laughs> renegade pretty rock and roll too to be kind honest. of rock and roll yep um all right so i'm gonna tackle this uh final fantasy question okay cool. so buddy um if you want me to be completely honest like I love Final Fantasy VII. It's my favorite game of all time, but when you go back to it, there are some quality of life improvements that we've gotten in the more modern day of Final Fantasies that aren't there. Navigating the menus can be a bit of a pain, but you know it's also kind of just comes with the territory. So what you're doing where you change your characters out and then, you know, change the materia between the three characters that's exactly what i do when i play final fantasy 7 now in terms of materia that should you know you would want to have pretty leveled up um all your elementals fire lightning ice you know throw quake wind or arrow i can't remember if it's wind or arrow in that you want to have all your elements covered because that way when you fight enemies or bosses that have an elemental weakness, you got really powerful versions of those spells. Then also, you know, your healing materia. You want to keep that pretty, the, you know, the stuff that is, is common makes a lot of sense. Um, and then another thing that I find really important in that game when you're switching out your characters is to make sure to use their limit breaks a lot. Um, that way all their limit breaks will level up too. Now, granted, there is one character in the game that you have a limited time to do that. So you got to be sort of on it with leveling up their limit breaks. Um, and, uh, barrier haste, you know, um, and then, you know, as you play the game, you're going to get more weapons with a lot more materia slots. And that's when you can start throwing in, you know, the weirder ones or whatnot. But make sure elemental materia, your healing, and then, you know, some buff and debuffs. Um, and then if you have any materia slots left, throw in, you know, some of the more specialty stuff at that point. That's That's all I got to say about that. When was the last time you actually played um, the PS1 version? On like a, on a PS one. PS one. I guess maybe yeah. When was the last time you played that? You think mine would have had to have been like probably nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine. I don't yeah. think I played it past that. But so I played it through twice on my PS one. Once just when I twice got on my original PS one. Now then, when the PS two came out, you remember how they had that option where you could um, apply a filter to PS one games that would make them look a little better. I don't. You don't remember? That was a no, setting on the, on the PlayStation 2. You could put a PlayStation 1 game disc in. You could go in the settings and, and have it sort of clean it up, which you know kind of continued on into mm -hmm. the 3. So I replayed Final Fantasy 7 at least once on the PlayStation 2. I also bought it digitally on the PlayStation 3 and replayed it there. Um, I've bought it digitally on Steam and replayed it there. And I've played it through most of the way on Xbox and most of the way on PlayStation 4. I have that game way too many times. You, like, I, people want to bitch about, oh, man, I bought Grand Theft Auto 5 three times. All right. Final, <laughs> I bought Final Fantasy 7 on every console generation since it's been available. I just keep rebuying it. And... Most of the time, in my defense, I do end up seeing it through and beating it. But I wanted to replay the original before Rebirth came out. But that was one of those, uh, it was a nice thought, but there just wasn't any time. There's no time. There's just no time. There's just no time. All right. So we've got an email from Wesley. And, you know, obviously, we've got some Florian stuff to catch up on. So we'll do that next episode. Um, okay, cool. Thank yeah. you guys for sending an email. Yeah, appreciate appreciate the emails, guys. That's exciting for me. Get get to read answers to questions and stuff like that. <laughs> um so our uh our concept of video game Mount Rushmore's. I think there's only one way only one place we can start though, right? And that's video game mascots, right? Okay. And when you think about that, to me, and, and feel free to disagree, 
to me, there's only like there's two immediate slots that get filled, and that's Mario, Mario, obviously, and Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So two slots are already taken: Mario, Sonic the Hedgehog. Now the other two get a little weird, right? Yeah, that's where the debate comes in. To me, I agree. No, I would agree. You can't leave Mario or Sonic. Those were the face of the two biggest video game franchises of the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so got to be there. What, now, your other mascots, what are you thinking here? We've got. So, we, do we count Master Chief as honestly, a mascot? Honestly, I, I was, I was going to say, I think you kind of. And, and like, I was going to. Like I was gonna go into this doing a bit where I just refused to put Halo or Master Chief in any of these <laughs> to get Josh back, old Root Man, Root Down. You remember that song, Steve? Of I'll course you do. Hold down. on, it's uh... Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. So yeah, I had this whole plan where I wasn't gonna let Master Chief get put on any of the Mount Rushmores, but to be honest, it's kind of impossible right because he did launch an entire new company in the video game console sick that song so sick that album is sick sick. that album is communication yeah yep i believe yep great right going with sabotage um so i think master chief could i'm not saying he is there right but i think his inclusion would be appropriate. I think so. I mean, who else do we have to work with here? So, like, if we do that, right? So, like, let's say we go Mario, Sonic, and Master Chief. Now you're talking about mascots for their respective consoles. Now, granted, that's not the case with Sonic now, but you're talking about the mascots that got those consoles mainstream attention right Mm -hmm. so then we have nintendo sega anomaly patri spirit as a console developer but cranking out them yakuza games so i love enjoying elastic Uh, yeah i love (laughs) sega i love it bro um and uh microsoft with master chief so i kind of feel like if we were to do that then we're gonna need to fill that fourth slot with some sort of sony mascot Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> that doesn't. I don't think that. So was Crash Bandicoot? Would he have been considered a potential mascot for Sony early on? I mean, it's yeah. weird. In those early Sony days, like it was kind of weird because at a certain point, you could have considered Cloud Strife a mascot for the Sony console, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. their whole. I mean, that was Solid Snake. Why I bought it. You yeah, know. Solid Snake would be one. Um, Solid Snake is nice, but I, I don't I don't think I'd consider him a mascot. At that point, the PlayStation was pretty entrenched. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, of course, that was one of the biggest games on the console for the so, life. So, yeah, I don't... Place. I mean, Crash Bandicoot sort of... It's weird because it would be three cartoon boys and then a fucking... <laughs> fucking a man, Marine. A yeah. man who wears armor that jerks him off. <laughs> um... uh so it's tough like then i would say you know present day i wouldn't consider crash bandicoot a mascot for sony i would think more kratos Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know talking about like because you know me my heart wants to say spider-man but Spider-Man was popular before being on, you know, before those excellent games, right? And right. it's it, we're, if we're talking about something um like culturally relevant, Kratos, I don't I think uh, I think actually I you've kind of swayed me there like I can see him as being a mascot. Kind of is. You now, think about how long he God of War has been a thing just simply for PlayStation. Yep. Right? Like pretty much a successful franchise from its from the beginning, which would have been PlayStation Two era, early PlayStation Two mm. or late PlayStation Two, mid PlayStation Two for the first one, and then I think the second game actually came out on PlayStation Two after 
the launch of PlayStation the PlayStation 3, 3 like a few yeah. months after, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and those um, first three games were mega popular, uh, mm-hmm. had the spinoffs, and then it had a massive comeback. With Yeah, like with a complete, super successful reimagining, right? Mm-hmm. Like a total retooling of the gameplay, which can go south, right? Oof. Yeah, but um, it didn't in this case. So. Uh, you know, I think you can make the... If you want to talk about cultural impact, now this could be recency bias, but I think you could put Ellie on there. Mm. Right? She's kind of divisive to me. I, yeah. I, I like Ellie a lot. Um, that game series is obviously fucking huge and quick digression. You know, we, they had their little video they uh-huh. released. They're going to have a game come out. That's not a Last of Us game, but they do have a concept now for the third game. So I would say, what do you think? It'll it, it, that is definitely going to be next generation, right? Gotta so be. if this, we've got three, if we've got like three and a half to four years for the next generation, yeah, absolutely, it 100% might be, will be a PlayStation it, you, Six game. I wouldn't even be surprised if it's one of those games that's a dual release, like where it, there's a PS5 version and a PS6 version. Now I also think they've been working on that for a little longer than they would say. So it's a good point, and you got to think they have the engine in place. Yeah, you know they yeah. were doing work on that factions, which I'm sure the assets will be pulled in to use mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. three. But but yeah, um, I think that that game series is just. Even like as adult as God of War is, I feel like The Last of Us kind of takes it another level by being like even more realistic. Yeah, it's brutal. You know, so I think Kratos is the better answer. So, okay, would you say that Mario, Sonic, Master Chief, Kratos has kind of a good ring to it? Yeah, it does. It's two serious boys on the end and two cartoon boys on the other end. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. And Master Chief's just there in the middle with his suit jerking him off. <laughs> All right, buddy. What's your what's yours? What's your first okay. one? Okay. All right. So for me, this is a fun one. Okay. Uh, I'll be curious to get your take on this because I think I think we might have some in common here, but I think this might be one where we have to diverge as well. Uh, and that's best video game developer of all time, like person, like director. Sorry, director. So I'm going to tell you my four. I did a little bit of research. Okay, so clearly I'm going to have Hidetaka Miyazaki on there. Yeah, yeah, that's a given for you for sure. That's the non-surprise. He reinvented gaming for me. uh, And in my opinion, video games in general with Dark Souls and took it from there back in 2009. After that, I'm going to go with Miyamoto, Shigeru Miyamoto. That's the guy who, this a given. Ironclad, got to yeah. be on there. Like yeah. you can you can't have a, a Mount Rushmore of game developers without that dude, right? Mm-hmm. My next guy, sorry, and I have to look up his name to make sure I'm not fucking this up because you know me, man. Uh, okay, and this is the guy I think we're gonna have together. Hironobu Sakaguchi. From the earlier Final Fantasy stuff? Yes. Like, he he was involved with Final Fantasy 4, Final uh-huh. Fantasy 6, Final uh-huh. Fantasy 7, uh-huh. Chrono Trigger. Uh-huh. He was just, like, basically invented the RPG genre for me yeah, as, this as man, a kid. This man has a tool discography. There yeah, isn't like, a weak injury. You know what I mean? Bangers. And, bangers. And, and, and there's other stuff that he worked on, like, that you know, some other Final Fantasy stuff in there too. But like the fact that four, six, and seven mm-hmm. and Chrono Trigger are all in this dude's catalog is just impeachable, you know, impeccable to me as a fan of that that kind of stuff. And then the other guy uh is not <laughs> shit, I almost called him Shinji uh what's his name? <laughs> Ikari. Shinji Mikami, Akara. Yeah, it's, it's Akari. Mikami, Shinji Mikami. Uh, and he's the guy who did Resident Evil, uh, including like Resident Evil 4, which in my mind is the original Resident Evil 4, which was one of the most influential. Basically invented the third person over the, sh- the shoulder camera shooter. Uh-huh. So those are my four. And and like I feel like this is pretty subjective because there were some tough ones for me to leave off of this list. And I'll, I'll get some of your thoughts first before okay. uh, I tell you some of those. So... I don't think that's a bad list at all. Now, 
so there is a guy I'm thinking for that, right? His name is Gunpei Yokoi, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you why I think this guy might need to be on there. He invented the fucking cross D-pad. Oof. Right? He was the guy behind the Game & Watch at Nintendo, if you remember those. The sort of like... Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, I wanted one so bad. <laughs> the, uh, Never got the Game & Watch, and then also the dude behind the Game Boy. Like, the system that broke mainstream handheld gaming, which is still, like, a huge market. And those... In those lean ass years during the towards the end of the Wii when they were like just pumping out shovelware and everybody's grandparents stopped playing Wii bowling and through the disaster that was the Wii U, their handheld department and like the DS and 3DS and whatnot was whipping ass. That's why Nintendo was never in trouble because that like their handheld market was insane. And then they combined them both. Besides that. Let me give you a, a, just a little, a, a few little couple games he produced. Donkey Kong. Ah. Duck Hunt. <laughs> little game called Donkey Kong. <laughs> Hogan's Alley. Wrecking Crew. So he was involved Metroid. in a lot of the, the early gun, yeah. gun stuff. Kid, Ica- Kid Icarus. Mm. Super Mario Land, which is the handheld Mario game on the Game Boy in it. Slaps. Oh, I loved that game. Yeah, I, I, that's, I definitely remember that one from my childhood. Um, you remember Mario Paint on the Super Nintendo? Uh, of course I do. I never played it, but Me neither. I Mario I'll, Paint. I was really jealous of kids that had it because it had like a rudimentary animation system in it. So this dude sounds like he was basically like an idea man for hardware. Yeah, but like... Like knocked it out of the cards. Yeah, I mean, like this guy was—he really was influential in terms of like shaping the future of, uh-huh. of gaming and especially the early like handheld stuff and all that. Very, very impressive. So, who are you going to knock off? Oh no, you're clearly so, going to keep. You're clearly keeping Miyamoto. So I know yeah, that. And, and probably the Final Fantasy man as well. Well, hold Sakaguchi. on. So let's go, Miyamoto, Gunpei Yokoi. Cliff Blazinski. Oh, you're bringing Blazinski. No, never. I, was I would say, never. That's a, that's a bold choice. I that's, would never. Look, look, he he's a guy I hated back in the day, but and I he can't is overlook a, the guy. He's guys. annoying. No, and listen, I have nothing. Like at the end of the day, that guy gave me Gears Two Horde mode on River. Yeah, and, and I will he, never like. Thanks, man. And he gave me Unreal Tournament before that, yeah, which was yeah. a huge Jazz game for Jack me. Rabbit. I just yep. don't think he's a Mount Rushmore. No, dude, he's not right? a Mount Rushmore guy. Uh, um, but I, I do appreciate and like, his. The words. thing is, is so we got, in my opinion, you got two old heads, for lack of a better term, right? So you do mm-hmm. want some some recent sprinkle on there. Now, Miyazaki, there is like, and once again, this might be recency bias, but like just thinking of the course of that game series to a like, and I don't mean in quality, but like a D tier PlayStation three exclusive. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and I, I don't mean, mean in quality. I mean, no, in I like, agree. Just, yeah. yeah and like, like marketability. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, going multi-platinum form with dark souls and it being like, it's a huge hit now, but a, like a nice moderate hit when it came out and just the slow growth of keeping that formula going, knocking out bangers, that are really hard, right? Like, there was a time when if a game was really hard, it was death nail for it. Yeah, it really was. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, and obviously there was they were successful because there was a bunch of them, but you remember when they re- rebooted Ninja Gaiden on Xbox and that shit God. was knock your dick into the dirt dirt hard it really was and i tried to stick with that i and stuck I, with that one way longer than i probably i i had i didn't have an original xbox but i knew a bunch of friends that were all trying to play that game and not a single anytime i talked to them about it none of them seemed like they were having fun with it um not that it's not fun but like it was brutally hard um and then like elden ring hits huge bro huge and it was so weird to see it though you know it was kind of like when okay you know what i can uh and surely you can relate to this 
when you get into a band pretty early on in its sort of life and then they hit it huge <laughs> right i felt i felt that way with slipknot early i, I, I felt was, that oh, way with corn we were bar- uh, yeah corn i was into early as well but me with too Slipknot, it was fun because they it I got that record, and they, the blow-up happened fast with them. It did. Like you it had did. to be in on almost the basement level. You know what's funny <laughs> is the way I found out about them was through fucking corn message boards, which I used to post on, dear Lord. Oh, and, man, message boards, man. And this, we should have a whole ass episode about message boards sometimes. Sorry, continue. Yeah, so this there's a dude on the message board that was like, you guys need to check this band out. They have like nine members. And it was a link to their website where you could download one song, spit it out, which is not Ooh, good. That's the worst song on the and record. I, I, I heard it and I was like, what is this guy smoking? What? And then I think another one, maybe Wait and Bleed got put up next or something like that. That's it was better. like pretty early, but I that's what it felt like with From. There was like a late night um, radio show I used to listen to in Jacksonville where they would play like bands you hadn't heard of before and they played eyeless and oh my god hearing that on the radio i would have driven my road my car off the road i couldn't sleep that night because i couldn't wait, wait to wake up in the morning and take my shitty chevy nova to the orange park mall and buy a copy of it at um fucking what was the name of the, that music store back in the I can't camelot or some shit sam goody sam goody i think i yeah, used one to of those. we had a camelot when i was a kid that's where I would go buy all the latest new metal releases. Yep. Hey. Hey. I, I remember buying um, a copy of the the special version of that record off the internet. Oh, that had was, purity and shit on it? That, like the, the, the Digipack mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Case With the extra songs. With the four extra songs. It's got yeah. that song. Only one of us walks away. Yeah. That song slaps. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. That was fun. <laughs> I got Steve to get into a Slipknot con- uh, conversation with me. I, my weekend is off to a fucking wonderful start. That's what it was like with From, right? Kind of watching what happened to them. Um, as far as the high potion fucking uh, uh, Mount Rushmore goes, I think he has to be on there, right? Like, I think he has, if it's our personal podcast, Mount Rushmore, I think he has to be on there. And I think you throw the uh, the Final Fantasy guy, Hironobu Sakaguchi. Cool. So basically, you and I are in agreement with the exception of, um, I say, the Resident Evil guy. And And listen, it's hard. I'm not saying anything about that guy. Like, love Resident Evil. Love it. Just if we were talking horror video game developers, he's there immediately. Right. You no, know. He's number one. It's just one of those things I realized this is probably going to be subjective. Like, there were 100%. people that I really wanted to put on there. Gabe Newell yeah. was a guy I really thought about. John Carmack. Um, um, Ken and... Roberto. Um, Roberto. Ken and Roberto. So what we sh- what yep. we may need to do is do a Japanese developer mount rushmore and then a western developer mount that's rushmore. that's a great idea that's a great idea you know that maybe that's something we think about for the next time we do this because this is going to yeah. be a reoccurring bit of course um, yeah there's that's what i mean like this, this this sort of conversation is pretty easy to just bring back every now and again so buddy let we'll me definitely ask you revisit this so topic. i got one that i'm bringing specifically for you okay, okay. now right. your breadth like of knowledge on this is going to be way more than mine from software boss fights. Ooh, okay. Okay, so this one definitely one is the last boss fight in Sekiro Sword Saint Nation. He's definitely on there. Um, we're gonna go with nothing from Demon Souls, unfortunately. Yeah, see, one would have uh, to make it on there for for me just because I've only played Demon Souls in Elden Ring and some Bloodborne. You know, I've, I've beat old. Cranky pants, what's his name? A few times, every time I restarted, I get and everybody's like, "Dude, you got past him. It's pretty easy from here." And I'm like, "I'm lost. I don't know where to go." <laughs> um, okay, so nobody from Demon Souls. Yeah, nobody from Demon Souls. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with Sister Frida from Dark Souls Three, the first DLC. That was just an insane fight. One of the first three stage fights I've ever 
uh, I've ever did. And I mean, I nearly had a heart attack at the end of it because I was so fired up to win. Fuck yeah. So good. Um, okay, let's see. There's going to have to be something from Elden Ring. And so that's got to be millennia. Just I think in terms of, of like cultural uh, knowledge, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, let me solo her became a thing, you know, I've never heard Steve more cranky with a video oh. game than like the two nights that we were hanging out while he was fighting millennia. And he's like, Jeff and Nick, tell me what you did. Tell me what you did, okay? I need to know. And Jeff would be like, I don't know. Yeah. And Nick will be like, oh, I, just did it. I went in there and I hit her with a big thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I hadn't gotten to her yet. So it's not like I would, like I would have any input on that. So, right. <laughs> and such a cool design. Yeah. You know, and weirdly, like Bloodborne, as, as much as I love that game and it's, I mean, it's up there. It's like really close to the number one. Like, I don't know if I want to put any of those boss fights in like a, a Mount Rushmore. There's some really solid boss fights in there. But again, I think they're just outshined by other stuff. And I'm going to go. So what do we have? What do we have so far? We have Three. Sister Frida. We have Blade Millennia Saint. and um, Sword yeah. Saint Ishin. Yeah, That's right. Whatever. Okay, so the fourth one is going to be the Fume Knight from Dark Souls 2. I can't remember which DLC. I think it's the middle one. But that is a good-ass fight. Yeah, Fume, uh, Fume right Knight. now Michael Pappas is like, that's what I'm talking about, Steve. <laughs> Man, Michael. So I think our next episode, by the way, needs to be with Michael Pappas because cool, we cool, need to yeah. talk to him. He's, I'd love to talk to He Mike. has lost in the Yakuza sauce. Let's bring him on. Um, okay. I, so I, I can't say, like, I think Millennia should be there with that experience. Like, if it was my personal one, probably put the fucking Tower Knight on there because that was the oh, yeah. one that, like, almost made me stop playing the game. And <laughs> yeah, it's that's early. A good boss. That's you know a what good I mean? Boss. Um, and then, if you're going to pick one from Demon Souls, that's the one I and think Steve, to go and with. Steve was like, so really, just you got to run upstairs and kill the archers. And yeah. I was like, Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? There's um, like there's a fight that's almost the exact same thing in Bloodborne, so I kind of knew what to do in that fight oh, when nice. I got there. That was okay. my first time. So. Um, hell yeah! So what's your next one, buddy? Okay, so let us go with MMOs. 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 EverQuest? Probably. I would say EverQuest deserves EverQuest. a spot. EverQuest. World of Warcraft. Duh. World of Warcraft. Final Fantasy XIV. Final Fantasy XIV. And here, where's what's what's your fourth? Because you've got some choices, obviously. We've got, uh, yeah. we've got Black Desert Online, which you haven't played at all. I played a little. Uh, I, yeah, I played like a touch. That game actually seems pretty cool. Why don't we honest. start playing that? I want to play an MMO. I know. Don't I know, do this. Okay. Fair. So I think uh, those first three options are locked, locked in. in. Locked yeah. in. Locked in. You've got right. the early stuff, Ultima Online, if if that's your, your thing, mm -hmm. if you're an old head. Ultima um, Online, The Realm Online, Meridian 59. Um, there was a bunch. Um, then you know i know for you uh the star wars one's a big one yeah and you know to be honest like star wars the old republic is a very solid by the books mmo with a lot of dialogue choices you know what i mean it, it's it's solid it's great it's fun boy i want to play it with all of our buddies someday that is like my gaming white whale right mm -hmm. um it's great, but it's very by the numbers. If out of the two, I would say if either of them was eligible for the Mount Rushmore, it'd be Star Wars Galaxies because of how batshit insane that game was. As far as like, the there was no like vendor economy. It was a complete pay, player run economy. You could, there was a job, like a, a class called politician. 
Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, it was over a year before the first person figured out how to become a Jedi in that game. You could not start up when it first launched. Wow. You could not start up Star Wars Galaxies and play a Jedi. You had to unlock it. And they would, they didn't tell you how, by the way, they weren't like, so this is how you do it. They were like, you got to do like something. It, like it was bananas, buddy. Some Some, mystery. Sometimes when you'd be playing that game, it would feel cause they had huge planets. They had a whole solar system, right? Huge planets that would feel super barren when you're on there. And it's not cause there wasn't a lot of people playing. There's just a lot of landmass in that game. They added, um, speeder bikes and and land speeders that you could pimp around in their first expansion jump to light speed was basically like they were like okay let's add x-wing and tie fighter to this game mm-hmm. it was insane i don't know that i just because of the balls of it i like i admire that game i don't know that it makes the mount rushmore though I'm going to have to, unfortunately, for my fourth, and I know you're going to disagree with this, but I have to put Destiny on there, the first one, because of just the amount of time that I gave MMO, to it. It's not MMO, though. It's close enough for me. Like, uh, okay. I mean, you know, it's. I, I know what you're saying. It's definitely not in terms of, like, an MMO like we, we've been talking about. But, you know, it's like an MMO. Asheron's like... Call, Steve. What about Asheron's Call? Sure. Mm-mm. No? No, I wouldn't make it on there. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think you have to have EverQuest because it was the first, I feel like, big MMO. It was, yeah. And then World of Warcraft blew that shit out the bottom. Like, it blew it away. Yeah. And then Final Fantasy XIV is just the best MMO ever made, so it's (laughs) obviously going to be on there. You know, and that's, that's tough for me to reconcile as well because I haven't played World of Warcraft since... 2000 and it doesn't even matter though. Seven, you, you know, know what I mean? I mean though like it, it the the day that game came out it it was <laughs> on the Mount Rushmore of MMOs sure you know what I mean like a masterpiece of an MMO regardless of whether you know certain expansions piss people off or whatever like it's still around it's still super active and like you want to know a little secret, Steve? I played some World of Warcraft not that long ago, like a month and a half ago. Maybe Doesn't two months ago. Just to fuck around. I was like, let's see what's doing in World of Warcraft. I played it like two days. I ain't been back. You know why? Choice paralysis. Neil knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you I, want to do one more quick one, or do we want to go ahead and call do it? Do you right? have an idea for a quick one? Yes, I do. Okay, let's go. Nintendo games. Mario, Metroid, Zelda. Mike Tyson's punch out. Mike Tyson. We'll see you guys next week. Yep, see you guys. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Leave us a review. Go. Hey, hey, you know what you guys need to do? We haven't talked about this on High Potion yet. Uh, Stone Cobra finally has one of their albums that hasn't been able to get put on Spotify. Do you want to give a brief overview of what that was all about? Because it was kind of fascinating from the outside. Yeah, so we recorded this record in like 2013 it's a long time ago mm-hmm. and uh we are we work very slow in terms of accomplishing things as a band uh-huh tool uh, so it took us a while to just even get on streaming uh streaming media and i kept bugging the guy who was in charge of that to do it uh and finally when he got around to doing it apparently somebody had used a bit of one of our songs in one of their they had ripped you guys Thanks. off. They just ripped ripped uh ripped off some some of Joshi's stuff. They actually took the whole song and just put mm-hmm. weird sounds behind it. Yeah. And so that was popping up apparently in Spotify's like automated stuff that was rejecting our yeah. record. So anyway, I guess he finally got it figured out and it's up there now. High and, and mighty. It's, it slaps. It's our, it's our best record. Uh it's, you know, I think it's good. And it's got the um, stuff from Blue Harvest on there, yep. just without the Star Wars samples. And yeah, check it out. It's a, it's a good mark of time from 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Oh my God. What is Kicking time? Kicking some ass. 11 You're on years the record. Ago. I am. I forget about that sometimes. I forget sometimes that I'm on there. 
know, people will hit, yeah, they just need to go listen to Devil Grass. They'll hear you in the coffin in the background at the beginning. Damn near expiring. About to throw <laughs> up coughing so hard. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye. Hey!